This is Create the Next from Pro CFO Partners, where every week we explore strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help today's businesses put their financial picture in context. Welcome back to Create the Next. I'm Chris Bentliff, and I'm here today with Tom Kenter from Pro CFO Partners. And Tom, we're talking about change, which is, <laughs> boy, has that been on everybody's mind for the last, I don't know, 18 months or so. There's been change, there's been pivot, there's been transition, there's been evolve, there's been uh, maneuver. There's a lot of ways that businesses, I think, um, have found themselves really actively engaging in this idea of, I don't know, transformation away from something or towards something else. So I want to start by asking you to give us some baseline understanding of things from your perspective, especially where change and transition are related. Are they the same thing? Should I be thinking of one versus another? How do you define those things so that um, businesses can start to proactively evaluate their perspectives on these things? Well, Chris, thank you for taking the time this morning to get together and talk about this topic. I think it's important because I believe that managing change and transitions in a, is one of the most important challenges that a business faces in today's world. And the ability to do that and remain vital and bringing along the people of the organization is a key issue. So for me, how I define change and transition, to your point, they are two different things. Change, in my belief, is situational, whereas transition is psychological. Oh, wow. What I mean by that is the first task of change is trying to understand the desired outcome and where we're trying to take the organization. Whereas the transitional piece is getting people to understand and participate in that change so that the change becomes effective. Okay, so that's pretty deep right there because I think change, from your perspective, is that almost a um, a strategic perspective where business leaders need to think about where do we want to move this organization? But then does transition come after the decision for change is made where, okay, now we got to get everybody on board? Or is transition part of it as we discuss uh, this personal aspect of transition has to be uh, really strong for an organization culturally to move into a space of change. How are the two related? Well, in my opinion, they need to happen at the same time. There are, two, there are two pieces of the same puzzle. So in order for that change to take place, if the people aren't on board and accepting the change and adopting the change, the change isn't going to happen, which means you have, in essence, failed in bringing the organization to that new new place. Mm. So how do I, how do I do that? What are some ways that I can make sure that my people are engaged in this idea of change? I think as a leader, a lot of business leaders put that as a second priority. So it's interesting that you say that they're the same thing. They'll make a decision in the boardroom that's really huge and sweeping. And then they'll sort of tell everybody, this is what we're going to do. Everybody get on board. And there's a time and a place for that. That's appropriate. As leaders, you got to make decisions. But Part of what I hear you saying, if, if we're going to do it at the same time, we have to have that buy-in. So is, are there some ideas or frameworks or, or a way that you like to think about this? Right. There's a roadmap that I try to use to, that has several steps in it that progresses you through the change process. The first step is to define that change. And what we mean by that is to create a common stakeholder understanding of what's happening inside the organization. The second piece is to build capacity, meaning I have the right people with the right skill set in the right places to help drive the change through the organization. I need to assess the climate is the third step. Mm -hmm. Where I'm, how do I, how much stress am I 
bringing into the organization and are we prepared to address that stress as we move through the process? The biggest and most important thing though is I need to generate sponsorship. The people that have the resources under their command need to be committed to the change. So they're one of the key, key resources that we need to have in order that the change moves forward. Without sponsorship, change goes nowhere. And then determine the approach. How are we going to achieve the objective here? And then develop target readiness. Everybody in the organization will be a target to begin with. And they have to understand what we're doing the change for and why. So developing a level of readiness so that they understand that things are going to be different from point A to point B as we move forward. It's important that that readiness so that they know that the change is coming and what, what's going to happen to them and their workflow as we move forward. Then you have to build a communication plan that clearly enumerates what we're, what we're up against and moving forward with. Develop some reinforcements. So what are we doing to incentivize people to adopt the change? And what, if necessary, are we doing to motivate people to move away from the old ways of doing things and adopting that new business model? So then we have to work on the cultural fit. Is this a, ch is this a change that meets our culture so that we move forward and continue to live our values as an organization. And then prioritize the action. What needs to be done and how are we going to go about getting that done? Putting that action plan into place. This is such a thoughtful perspective. Um, you know, this roadmap, I love that. And it's not just let's sort of create, let's, let's instigate some huge change and hope that it works out. So let's unpack some of what you shared a little bit. When you talk about... Um, building capacity, generating sponsorship, um, developing reinforcements, creating a cultural fit. Is this a time where we need to be honest and transparent about, look, this might not be the right place for everybody who's been here so far. If we're going to be changing in as, as an organization, maybe some of the folks in the transition are going to find themselves just not interested in coming along with that. Or we're going to find we need skill sets that we didn't have and not everybody's going to fit. How does how does that dynamic work? And is this a time for me to really evaluate my talent? Yes, I think it is. And, and to your point, not everybody will be accepting of the change. So the organization needs to determine what steps it's going to take to move those people to either to a different role in the organization or even outside of the organization. I believe there's a place in the world for everybody, but it may not be where they're at today. Yeah. Do you find that that's, I don't know, one of the larger mistakes that organizations make or what is this is such a thoughtful way of thinking about it. Is that one of the first sort of mistakes that leaders make is simply not sort of organizing a, a, a train of of sort of psychological impact on this and just kind of making changes? Or what's one of the biggest pitfalls that you see again and again that gets in the way of effective change? Create the Next is brought to you by Pro CFO Partners, who believe every business deserves to work with an expert CFO to guide its success. Pro CFO Partners are expert financial officers networked across industries, verticals, specializations, and situations. Fulfilling the role of a part-time CFO with all-time commitment, Pro CFO Partners utilizes the innovative and exclusive FGC financial flywheel as a framework that creates momentum to drive your financial functions for sustainable success. Visit ProCFOPartners.com to explore how we can implement a systematic and scalable financial system to help you achieve your goal.
ProCFLPartners.com. Well, I think the pretty big pitfall is that the organization, as it begins to launch this change, doesn't think about the resistance that's going to occur. And that resistance is driven as a function of the work disruption that the change is creating for the people in the organization. There are four roles in, in, a, in a massive change um, initiative, in my opinion. And it, I, I use the acronym CAST, C-A-S-T to define what those four roles are. And people can be in more than one of these four roles. The C stands for champions. Who are the people in the organization that believe and are committed to making the change happen and getting on board with it? A is for the agents, those people that have the technical tactical knowledge and be, the ability to implement the change and win the heart of the organization as we move it forward. Hmm. S is for those sponsors, that key role. Those are the folks, again, that have the authority and the ownership to commit the resources that are needed to make the change happen. And T is for targets. And that those are the people we need to impact because the, their behavior, the expectations of their work, uh, workload and work processes is about to change. And so they need to be on board and adopt that change in order for the change to take place and be effective. So as one of my key steps as a leader, uh, maybe before I start to institute change, is to identify in my team who are each of these people. I love this acronym, CAST, champions, agents, sponsors, targets. Do I need to identify who those people are? And is there a desired ratio? Am I going to have a lot more of the targets because maybe those are the rank and file that are really going to help us move along? Or should I have more and more of the uh, agents? Or how do you like to think about that? I, th- I believe everybody starts out as a target. Okay. And then, so you need to be able to create that plan and communicate effectively what that defined change and transition is going to be for them. And then they may migrate into one of the other roles. So a, a person who starts out as a target can become an agent or become a champion to make the change happen long-term. So I sort of have to understand the, the, their influence in the organization, both um functionally, you know, this, it's a manager of people or it's a team leader, or it's a business unit leader, but also culturally, this is a person that is well-liked or respected or listened to. And I have to evaluate those things. Um, there's kind of an art and a science to it. Is that true? Do you agree with that? Yes, I agree with that. I think it's important that as we move forward with the change initiative, that those roles get filled and we understand who falls into what bucket so that they can take that position and hopefully eventually we'll move them all into an agent of change role as we move forward. How do I manage that resistance? So you've shared with me the people and sort of the impact that I need to make, but I love that you shared one of the biggest pitfalls is that we don't necessarily understand or expect or or respect the level of resistance. So is my job to meet that resistance and understand a way to uh, alleviate it? Is my job to be hard nose about it and say, look, everybody, if you don't like it, there's the door. How do I deal with that resistance? I think you need to get into what I refer to as the frame of reference. Frame of reference. Frame of reference. By that, I mean, how is the individual that's in the organization, what's the lens that they view the business as and how am I impacting that lens with the change initiative to bring them along? So, I should be able to predict some of this, right? As a leader, I'll be able to say, look, we know that these people or that person or these stakeholders are really going to have a tough time with this. We also know that these people are going to love it. And if I can start to position them in my mind against your CAST acronym, it can really help me start to strategically think about this idea of transition because everything we talked about really helps with that transition of the, the human element. 
so that I can move into change. Do you think that that's the biggest, uh, should my energies most be spent in that transition, getting people aboard, or how should I be focusing my energies versus change uh, on change versus transition? I think it's an issue, in my opinion, of implementation, implementation versus installation. Oh, wow. Installation is you bring the computer system in, the new tool, and put it into place and deploy it. But if it's not implemented, meaning that the people in it that are making the change to their workflow don't adopt it, they're going to have workarounds. It's not, the, the, there was no point in implementing the new system. So you've got to move from installation to implementation, which includes a human factor in making the change a reality. It's a great point. In my own experience, I've, I've worked with organizations where we've, for instance, deployed a new CRM. And we've, you know, leaders have spent a lot of time and money and they'll develop training and all the kind of things. And that's the installation. But then six months later, it's crickets because there was never a compliance or an energy spent on the people doing it. And so they're used to doing it the old way, whatever the old way is. So the installation was given focus, but the implementation wasn't given focus. And and I hear you saying that implementation needs to have at least equal parts focus spent on that so that you can really uh, make sure that the installation goes well. Correct. And again, in order to pull that off, it's about developing that reinforcement portion on our, on our roadmap. What kind of incentives can I create, financial or otherwise, to incent the people to want to make the change a reality? So as I'm thinking about change versus transition, if I kind of try to bring everything together, I really need to focus on frameworks around how to communicate with my people and how my people need to get involved. And you've shared so much with us today, uh, and we'll make sure in the blog post that this stuff is really spelled out so that we can have a great understanding of this. But share with me again your CAST acronym so that I can really be fine-tuned on who my people are and the roles that they play. Okay. Cast is C is for champions, and those are the individuals who believe and are committed to the change and will help drive it through the organization as a whole. A is the agents. Those are the people that actually do the implementation, the tactical pieces that need to occur for the change to take place in the organization. And, and in the process, they hope to win, you win the hearts of those individuals, and they help drive that change by being an active, proactive person driving it going forward. S is for sponsors who are the key people of the cast because they're the ones that control those resources that will be able to commit and complete the change process going forward. And then T is the targets. And as I mentioned, everybody starts out as a target because you've got to communicate why the organization believes this change, this transition is key to its success going forward. Of your more pragmatic perspectives on these, I love this idea of frameworks and how-to that makes it so much easier for, for the leaders among us. Thinking about change versus transition. Uh, thank you so much, Tom Kenter from Pro CFO Partners. Really, really learned a lot and enjoyed our, our time today. Chris, thank you for your time this morning. I enjoyed it as well. Thanks for watching, and a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Visit ProCFOPartners.com for more strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help you put your business's financial picture in context.